0: Hey there, I'm Dana, your Canadian English teacher, with another English lesson so you can speak and understand the English spoken in Canada. If you're learning English for the Great White North, then you've come to the right place. You'll learn phrasal verbs, common expressions, conversation tips, and of course, some typical Canadianisms. In today's lesson, you're going to learn the expression to nickel and dime. And stick around to practice your listening because we're going to be talking about Canada's economy. So, it has been a hot minute since I uploaded a new podcast for you. Well, Only a week, I took a week off because I needed to finish up all the preparations for my English pronunciation for Canada course. I'm so excited, everything went well, and I'm really excited to welcome the first round of students into the course. This course has so many videos, examples, and exercises. It focuses on vowel and consonant sounds, as well as minimal pairs, so you'll learn the difference between words like ship and sheep or man and men. There are also lessons on intonation, rhythm, and stress, plus you get a 30-minute accent coaching session with me. So if you want more information, you can go to canlearnenglish.com forward slash pronunciation Hyphen course. Or if that's too much for you, just go to Can Learn English and click on Pronunciation Course. But let's get into our expression. Today you're going to learn the expression to nickel and dime someone. So as always, let's first define the words in our expression. Nickel is an element, it has the atomic number 28 and it is a silvery white color. It's also a material that has been used to make coins like money and it's actually also the name for a five cent coin. The Canadian five cent coin is now the smallest valued coin since we no longer use the penny which was one cent. The nickel was introduced in 1858, and it was originally made of 99.9% nickel. But now nickel has gotten very expensive, and our nickel is actually just nickel plated. So it's mainly made out of steel, a little bit of copper, and then it has nickel plating. And plating means the coating. The Canadian nickel features a beaver, which first appeared on the back in the 1930s. Dime is a 10 cent coin. In Canada it's the smallest sized coin and its name actually isn't officially a dime. It's actually called a 10 cent piece, but most people will call it a dime. And our dime features the Blue Nose, which is a famous Canadian schooner. So there's a new word for you. A schooner is a type of sailboat. And I'll save the famous story about the blue Nose for another episode. So now we know what nickel and dime mean. So you might be guessing that the expression has to do with money. And it kind of does and kind of doesn't. So I'll explain. The expression nickel and dime actually has two meanings. In the first meaning, we use it as an adjective to describe something that is petty or insignificant. And I found a great article online from orangeville.com. Orangeville is a city in Ontario, a small-ish sized city. And the article is all about some money that the city has and they're gonna give it to different organizations to do things with. And there's a quote that says, I've seen this happen with other councils where we nickel and dime said counselor Todd Taylor. And he goes on to say that he'd rather just accept stuff as everyone has laid it out already and be done with the conversation. Hmm. So what does that mean? Well. As you can imagine, a nickel and a dime is not a lot of money. So in this case, it's very small or insignificant. It doesn't really matter. It's just change. It doesn't add up to a whole lot. So what the counselor is saying is, is that if they spend too much time on these small details, if they nickel and dime all the small details, then they'll be spending a lot of time on something that doesn't really add up too much. Let's take a look at another example. So imagine the government reduces taxes, but only by a small amount, say like a fraction of a percent. You might say, these nickel and dime tax cuts won't add up to much, they won't give us much savings. So they're so small and they're so insignificant that these tax cuts aren't gonna make a huge difference in your wallet. Now, the other way that we use to nickel and dime is a little bit more common, and it kind of feels like it might be the opposite of when we use it as an adjective. So we use nickel and dime as a verb to describe when someone is continually charged a small amount of money, and over time, it will add up to a great deal of money. The best example I could think of would be with banks. Some banks have so many surcharges. They charge you every time you use the ATM or when you use the ATM and use another bank's ATM. Some banks will add charges if you use your card too many times in a month, plus they have a monthly fee on top of that. So in this case, you could say, my bank is really nickel and diming me with all of these extra fees. All of these fees that you're charged every single month are going to add up to a whole lot over the year. So in this case, to nickel and dime means that all of this money that you're paying is adding up to quite a lot. Another industry that could be accused of nickel and diming their customers are cell phone companies. If you have a cell phone in Canada, you might notice extra fees on your bill like system access fees or a 911 fee. You might get charged for overusage. You might be charged for roaming or for long distance calls. And month after month, this will add up to a significant amount of money. So I think a lot of customers are really sick and tired of cell phone companies nickel and diming them. My final example is something that I've noticed in my life here in Switzerland, where I live. As you know, Switzerland is an expensive country. And one situation that I have noticed that's different than Canada is all the little expenses you get charged sometimes. So uh, when we go to the Zurich Zoo, we would have to pay entry to get into the zoo, And then they have no water fountains. So if you forget your water bottle, then you need to buy a bottle of water, which is usually at least the equivalent of like seven Canadian dollars, which is a lot. And then sometimes we have lunch at the zoo. And if we get French fries, then we actually need to pay extra for a packet of ketchup. I think it's like 50 cents. But sometimes I feel like when we go, we are getting nickeled and dimed when we're there because all of these little charges just slowly add up. So let's practice pronunciation with our listen and repeat section. To really improve your pronunciation, you need to work on the muscles in your mouth. So it's really important that you speak. So if you're able to do so, you can repeat after me. We actually have three vowel sounds in the words nickel and dime. Nickel has the short I sound, which is a relaxed vowel sound. So your lips are going to be relaxed and then your tongue is in the central high area of your mouth. Our stress is on the first syllable in the word nickel and we also have the schwa sound on the unstressed vowel. So repeat after me, we'll do the word nickel three times. Nickel. 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 Dime, on the other hand, has a long I sound and it is a two sound vowel. It sounds like this. I, I, I. So let's practice. You can repeat after me three times, dime, dime, dime. Let's do a sentence. So what I usually do here is we are going to build the sentence together and then do the full thing. So we'll start with the first word and work our way up to the whole sentence. She, she was, she was tired, she was tired of the, she was tired of the bank, she was tired of the bank nickel and diming her. She was tired of the bank, nickel and diming her. There's a lot going on in that sentence. I think there's two things I want to point out. Tired. Watch our ed ending. It's not the id ed ending. It's the d. Tired. Tired. And you'll notice in the end of the sentence, I connect my speech. I say, she was tired of the bank nickel and diminger, diminger, diminger. So we connect those two words at the end. Finally, let's move on to our listening portion where we use a Canadian fact or a story to improve your listening skills, to learn new vocabulary. And of course, by listening to this, you will also improve your pronunciation as you listen to how I speak. Since our expression uses money, I thought I would talk about the Canadian economy. Canada's economy is among the largest in the world. It's a very large country and has a lot of natural resources. Natural resources are materials or substances occurring in nature that can be used for economic gain. Canada is considered an energy superpower due to its abundant natural resources and small population of 37 million inhabitants relative to its land area. In Canada, there are many forests which can be used to make pulp and paper. There are mines to extract coal, gold, silver, iron, uranium, diamonds, and other minerals. And since there is so much space, we can grow grain, raise cattle, and extract oil and gas. With the world's longest coastline, the ocean provides areas for fishing and other seafood. People all over the world use Canadian products. In fact, you might have products imported from Canada in your country. For example, India, is one of the largest importers of lentils, and Canada is its biggest exporter. Japan is maple syrup crazy. They import 10% of what Canada exports. And planes and trains produced by Montreal company Bombardier are found all over the world. Since Canada is such a huge country and has this smaller population relative to its size, Many of our international trade is exporting resources and importing goods. Canada's largest trading partner is the United States. In 2019, around 75% of our exports went to the U.S. China is Canada's second largest trading partner, with just under 4% of all of our exports going to China. Canada also has a strong manufacturing industry. The most important goods are transportation equipment, like cars and car parts, but we also make food products, paper products, and chemicals. Canada is considered a safe place for business. According to the Corruption Perceptions Index, Canada is one of the least corrupt countries in the world and one of the world's top 10 trading nations with a highly globalized economy. So that's it for our episode today. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like to keep improving your pronunciation with me, then you can enroll in my English pronunciation for Canada course. This is a very intensive extensive pronunciation course which teaches you all the elements that you need to improve your pronunciation in English. If you're a weekly listener, then say hello and leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. I love reading your reviews and getting your feedback. Until next time, guys, bye-bye.